You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, happy Monday. I'm your host, Jordan. Welcome back. I asked y'all, I asked the listeners to tell me your biggest turnoffs. I didn't even say specific to fucking. I just like biggest turnoff stuff that makes your pussy in like invert and dry up like a little beach or just make your dick noodle-licious. So I saved all of your answers. There were there were so many answers. I can't possibly read them all, but we can we can run through some, okay? A lot of them were hygiene, bad breath, bad breath, bad hygiene. Flat ass. She can't help that. She can't help that. Okay, bad hygiene, dirty nails, dirty hands, a big a big oomph on the hygiene, B.O., really bad breath. So let that be a reminder for us all to stay fresh, to stay caring. I'll say it. I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. People care about people who care about themselves. So I need $20 deodorant. That's excessive, but it smells so fucking good. And I want, if my armpits lift up, for someone to want to maybe lick it. I want my pussy area nice and clean. And let me tell you, ladies, I remember when I was little, when I was little, like I was like 19, when I was five years old, me and Summer's Eve went way back. No, when I was like 19 and that when I, I feel like that's when I was becoming more aware of my sexual self and given so many fucks. I was doing all the things, the summer eves, wipes, the wash, douching, and that was doing so much damage. It was throwing my pH balance off constantly. I was in a cycle, a loop of confusion of like, I'm trying to keep this bad boy clean and fresh. And it's confusing me because something isn't right. It wasn't right. And it was because I was stripping myself of the good bacteria as well. Once I went soap and water, keep it simple. It's like nature's way and it actually does its thing. And then you're, it's just normal. It is the best. Trust your vagina, keep it clean and don't overstimulate it trying to whatever. Okay. That was a lady tip. I don't know how men clean their dicks. And yeah, bad breath is a real thing. Uh, in the morning, my morning breath is something we could write home about. And do you know what I do if I want to have sex? I get up, I drink water, I use my water pick, I brush my teeth and I do a mouthwash rinse and I go back in the bed and I resume sexual activity. because Unless I don't want to kiss. Sometimes I just get my face shoved in a pillow, <laughs> me, me literally biting the pillow, breathing into the pillow because I do not want to breathe on my husband. And the fan's going, so I'm afraid if I breathe or if I moan or if I talk that the fan is going to like wind my bad breath into his face and then he's going to be just turned off by me. What I do, what I do to try to stay sexy for this man. Okay, on to more turnoffs. We have, that was not speeding through them. That was really chatty. Being lazy, sitting on your ass, never exercising. Okay, that was, that was straight to the point. A guy who drinks fruity drinks. Men drink beer and whiskey. You know what? I disagree with you. You would hate my husband. My husband likes a, a lemon drop. Okay. <laughs> he is not afraid to order one. And you know what? Good for him because it does taste delicious. And he's not afraid that it's a feminine drink. He will put his pinky out. Okay. When she isn't mentally with you and you feel like you're a chore and not wanted. Yeah. You know what? That doesn't feel good. And it makes you resentful. And it's just like uh, you feel like they're turned off. And so you've just decided that's what it is. And that that energy 
bleeds over real quick. Real quick. So I will say, you got to communicate about when you feel that way. You got to say, hey, I feel like I'm kind of a fucking burden to you. Get that out on the table so you can talk about it because it will, uh, it'll come back. When he wears boxers underwear in bed, I like to see him in briefs. Okay. Tell him that. Tell him that. No participation, lack of excitement, excessive drinking. Yeah, excessive drinking isn't hot. It is not hot. It's fucking ugly, actually. Just my opinion. I think go. there's a time and a place. A time and a place. Vacation. Even if you're like, sometimes Derek and I like to do date nights and we like go do activities, like having a few drinks, doing that is really fun, but excessive drinking, we really don't have time for that. We need to wake up and function the next day. Nothing, I don't know. Time and a place. Like I said, time and a place. Another big one was unenthusiastic sex, like not being into it and just kind of participation, going through the motions. Ladies, I know it maybe it like hurts your feelings, but it's true. You got to think, are you just laying there? Are you just laying there? And I, you, I'm moaning. I'm moaning. I'm wiggling a little bit. And you know what? It's, if it's really fake, if you are faking it, he probably, he probably can tell. He can probably tell. It's not the first year anymore. And you're like, yeah, no shit, bitch. But I mean, even in the beginning of when you started faking shit, you probably got away with it a little more. You can't now. It That runs out. And I just, mm, you need to at least tell him how you want to be fucked. Give the guy a chance to fuck you the way you want to be fucked. And if it's not about the way he's fucking you, but about you're just not feeling it, then Find out what that's about because is it like you feel like he doesn't help with anything? You don't feel like he's emotionally available? What? Why are you resentful? Tell him. Give him a chance to be willing and to be informed. Sometimes we can expect or want our husbands to just get it, to just understand like how dumb are you? How dumb are you? And it really doesn't help the situation when you do that. Trust me, you can't read his mind. You may think you can. You wouldn't want to. It would hurt your feelings. And we're not mind readers. Got to communicate. We got to talk about it. And I'm not just going to give the ladies a hard time. Men, I know that y'all exist out there. Y'all get boring too, okay? We we can say your next three moves. We're going to know exactly how you start, go, and finish. You know what I mean? That can get boring too. So... We like to be pursued. We like to see you initiate and be assertive and dominant. Maybe she wants to be the dominant one in bed. I don't know how you play along, but speaking from my POV, it's sexy to me to feel pursued and desired. This was a good one. Choosing phones and TV over together time. Uh, maybe I'm saying this one because I resent that my husband loves TV as much as he does. And I mean, I like TV too, but I don't love TV. And if he was right here on the microphone, he'd be like, I don't love the TV. But he does. He loves the TV. And I love my phone. And I love my phone. And he would be here saying, bitch, your head is buried in your phone. And I'm like, well, my job's on my phone. So that's not fair. You should, I think something that's helped me is just putting my phone away. And if you need to throw the remote at the TV and break it, so you have to wait a couple of weeks and you can not have one to reconnect, do it, ladies. Just kidding. But you could say, hey, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, there's no like TV until we fall asleep, bullshit. It's gonna be some conversations. You could set intentional time aside that you know there's not gonna be any electronics. So however you wanna use that time, whether it's to connect or have serious conversations or check in or follow up or fuck each other, it's not a bad idea. Okay, let's just do a few more. One was ugly feet. <laughs> One was... When she doesn't swallow every last drop of cum. Who the fuck are you? I bet you don't even have a girlfriend. Okay. Farting in the car and not opening the window. 
<laughs> that is a turnoff. I would throw the fuck up. Derek has done that to me and not on purpose. Like the windows were locked and he farted and I wanted to kill myself. But I would never, I would never do that. I would, if I farted on accident in the car, I would cry. <laughs> I would probably look out the window where like I would look away from him looking out the window where he couldn't make eye contact with me or even see my face for the rest of the trips during that day in the vehicle. Okay. Bad attitude, farting, another one farting. Yeah. Farting. I know guys get away with it more. They can just like fart and it's like, oh, he's a, a gross dude, but it's like, we don't want to fuck you. Okay. We don't want to fuck you when you do that. It's gross. Gross. Being treated like a chore, refusing to try new things, throat clearing, <laughs> throat clearing, hacking up mucus. <laughs> Y'all are really specific. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Moaning while eating. Do people, I do that. I do. I do that. I do. I have full sex while while eating. One was an airhead. I agree with you, Keith. I'm right there with you. We're 12 minutes in and we've covered nothing. I mean, we have. We, have. we talked about turnoffs. Those were all like givens, but we chuckled. We giggled. I giggled. I chuckled. Okay, today's episode. Next up, listener questions per usual. And then today we're doing a little back door, back to the basics, back to the butthole. When my DMs start flooding about anal questions, it's always a nod to me to bring up the quarterly or bi-yearly, what is it, semi-annually, I don't fucking know, uh, mention of the asshole. Who knows where it'll go, but we're going to start at the back door and just go from there. Most comfortable position for anal sex and why, in my opinion, and then the runner-up position, and then the runner-up after that, and maybe a little few hygiene tips, a little woes and myths we can break the pros the cons the things that no one wants to talk about like like a hemorrhoid or poop you know we're gonna go there I'm gonna go ahead and go there because somebody has to because y'all fucking ask and I'm willing to love you like a love song so I'll meet you there we'll be talking about everything under the brown starfish let's get into listener questions <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. La, 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 la. Listener question time. First question. I love my wife very much, but I do not feel like I'm in love with her. Our sex views are very different and she's completely different from me. Totally vanilla. I'm willing to try anything at least once, even if it hurts. I made a mistake when I married her. I thought things will change, but 10 years later, this is about as boring as it gets. She does not like to talk about sex at all, rather talk about money than sex. She is 13 years older than me, so I understand we are in different places in life, but I wish things would change. Thank you for letting me vent. Okay, I started off with a bang over here. Okay, so I have to just shoot you straight, right? I have to stay on brand. Sometimes doing this job, you feel like maybe you get softer because you start interacting with more people and you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I can't lose myself. I have to just tell you that, A, what did we learn here? What do we know at the core of ourselves? And we still do it. We still do shit. Even when we kind of know we shouldn't have. So many women say they knew they shouldn't have walked down the aisle. That they knew. I will tell you that any issues I had with my husband before I was married, things that like, that had to be worked on, we're still fucking working on them. I know that there are many women that get divorced and say, we had this issue that I thought we would work out that, you know, the marriage was dependent on. And I thought that could be a bandaid or a glue or bring us. And it was the reason why they got divorced. There are like, like this man is saying, he's saying that he thought 
he he could change her. I don't know. So bad on you, first of all, because take people at face value, not for potential. You are setting yourself up to be dis-a-fucking-pointed. You are making expectations, and I know they're not all going to get met, and then you're left with feeling disappointed. It doesn't feel good. doesn't feel good for the other person, too, and it's kind of like shame on you as well. And, and I'm talking to my fucking self because I am the queen, the queen of putting expectations on people. And it's something that I have to work on and see, see why mommy, why mommy's doing that. So food for thought. I'm not just pointing the finger. I've got four more pointing back at me. Self-awareness. And a little something I have to also get slightly upset about. I wonder if he's still listening. He's like, fuck this bitch. No, 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 no. Stay. I'm going to validate you. We're going to like just say the say what everyone's thinking. You said, I really love my wife very much, but I don't feel like I'm in love with her. And I feel like it's so many guys would be like, I love her. I love them, but I'm not in love with them. And I guess... And sometimes I feel unworthy to make these statements because I will say I'm not qualified. I will say I've only been with my husband eight years. I haven't been with him 18 years, 28 years, 38. You know what I mean? I don't know how I'll feel, okay? I'm the girl that always says, like, you're my first husband. Like, you know, like, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> just kidding. And I, I'm just speaking from now because that's all I can do. I'll stop being annoying. I think when you're married, it's logical to, to know that there's going to be inevitable ups and downs. That's like the fucking theme sentence for this podcast, like discussing the realities of sex, the inevitable ups and downs seasons. I say that till I'm blue in the face when I'm talking about the podcast. It's, it's reality. There's no way, right? There's no way you can just feel, I'd, I don't understand how, on cloud nine for someone for 50 years every day. Maybe you could if you weren't a couple that didn't live together and see each other every single day. You know what I mean? I don't think you should hate your significant other. I don't feel like you should feel contentment and hostility. And hey, if you do, I think you can figure it out. I know I have felt hostility before. These are things you can all navigate. And most people, I assume, will have moments where this happens because you're two flawed human beings, not only figuring out who you are, but who you are with another person, raising a family, etc. I say all this so you don't feel hopeless being like, I can never be in love with her again. Because I think that there we've heard crazier things. We've heard of people not feeling in love, but they love them as a person. And maybe it takes something really crazy. Maybe they separate. Maybe they divorce. Some people have divorced and remarried. And I don't want to be like toxically positive and give you a false hope because it sounds like you're not even interested in her. It sounds like you want to be long gone, that it's a lost cause. And so I guess you have your answer. I mean, what's the point of dragging? I went from like two extremes. You have hope. Leave her. Whatever you pick, you're going to pick and you're going to have to deal with it. So are there many times where I think people pick what they've romanticized about what they can have. And I think they're greatly, I've seen it. I've seen people be greatly disappointed going out there and they're like, oh, this doesn't, this didn't seem as cool as I thought it was going to be. Bumble isn't that great. Basically, you'll have to pick an animal and feed it. You'll choose your lawn and you water it. And She's not going to change with that attitude. I hate to say it, but you sh have you had a conversation where you've been like, hey, I'm like very unsatisfied in our sex life and it's just, I feel unfulfilled. I often wonder what it would be like to have that in my sex life, to have a sex life that I enjoyed. I know it sounds brutal to explain a longing feeling to someone, especially to your wife. But I mean, if you're at the point of where you don't even think you want it anymore, then shit, you know, might as fucking well. See the response you get. See if you get any willingness. Are, and you say you love her. What is your relationship like? Are y'all best fucking friends? Is everything there except the sex? Lots of couples that have 
everything but the sex tend to be the successful ones that do extracurricular activities. There's many options for you, all of which, if you pursue and are intentional about, you can be happy in. I believe that. Moving on, question number two. Hi, Jordan. I need some advice of how to improve foreplay. I've heard many people say that foreplay starts way before you enter the bedroom. Amen. And I would like some tips and ideas on how I can improve that. I have a few go-to ways to do this, but I don't want foreplay slash sex to become routine. Any creative ways to start foreplay early in the day would be greatly appreciated. Okay. Foreplay is important. And I think as your relationship evolves and the longer you're together, the easier it is, especially the period of when you're raising children. I'm in that phase. So that's going to be my POV. That's where I'm coming from. This is like my reality. Okay. So I know that sometimes it's a lot last ditch effort, right? Sometimes you're trying to fit intimacy in. You got to schedule it because there's kids and there's sports and there's school and there's jobs and there's chores and there's food and there's all the things. Maybe that's not your phase in life right now. Maybe you have empathy for me, sympathy for me, because maybe at one point it was your time. I know I talked to some couples that are like, we're having hotter sex now than we did at that point because there were so many factors. So I count my blessings. I count my blessings. But yeah, foreplay is appreciated and sometimes gets overlooked. And sometimes making it about me just one last time, I'll feel... I want you to relate. I want you to see if you relate. Sometimes I'll feel like maybe I'm a little too cool. Maybe I'm a little like she's DTF and he's just skipping it right along to the P and to the V. And... God willing, you know, he is a sweetie pie. If I, if I push his head down, he's going to go right. He's not going to resist, you know. He's going to go with the flow. I could just ask. I don't have to push him down. I could say, eat my pussy, and he would happily oblige. But sometimes I don't want to say that. You know, I want someone to just be thoughtful of the foreplay, initiate it, and spend a little time. Spend a little time, not two minutes like 10, 15 minutes even. Wow. That sounds like an hour and a half. That sounds like, that's why it feels like an hour and a half. Maybe you're not in that season. Maybe you're like, we have so much time. Erotic play date. We can do it whenever we want in the middle of the afternoon. Go fuck yourself. I'm jealous. But I have a feeling a lot of you are going to relate with this question. And Ways you could do it when you are so correct. You are so correct. It does start at the beginning of the day. What are her love language? Is she is she a words girl? Is she a touchy girl? Wake her up. If she's sleeping on her side, give her a kiss on her shoulder. My husband will kiss me right before he gets out of bed. If he doesn't, I'm a cunt. I'm like, what 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 the fuck? So be do a loving notion. I'm I am a horrible, evil, ruthless woman in the morning. I don't know how your wife is, but just loving words and touches make everything better. And if this is foreplay, is this, if this is for a good Friday night, don't be trying to like get it in while you're giving the loving in the morning before you get out of bed. Slow and steady wins the race. And if only these nice signs. I'm just telling you like it is. This may suck. This may not be what you want to hear. But if you only act nice when you're wanting to fuck her, she's going to notice this pattern and begin with the eye roll, the predictability, the okay. Oh, it you just turned it on. Because you want to get your dick wet. And maybe you're like, no, no, no. I just feel extra loving because I'm horny. She's not going to see it that way. Okay? So I'm just giving you the answer. You got to bring home flowers from work just because sometimes. If you make a decent living and they don't have a vase or they're not nice roses, don't go and get the ugly. We've all been wanting to tell you this. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Don't get the fucking ugly wildflower bunches. The first, you go in the grocery store, they're right by the door. 
for the lazy men who won't go to the flower section, who won't like, I, we, we know you're at a grocery store. We'll give you that. Yeah. The flower shop sending them from work and having someone ding the doorbell and you go get the flowers with a note. That's a real man, but okay. That can't be every time. And it's expensive. It's expensive. If you go to the grocery store, go to the flower section, pick out a nice dozen roses. Don't get that live, laugh, love wildflower bouquet. I don't know. Maybe my listeners are like, Jordan, we like that. I don't. So you shouldn't either. I think we should level up ladies. Okay. Unless your wife specifically says, I like those. We're not going to get them anymore. Okay. Roses are romantic. Bring them home just because. Roses are a gesture, not foreplay. Just want to clarify. We're, I guess we're diving deep on the topic of foreplay. There's a difference of all day foreplay versus in the moment foreplay. In the moment foreplay should be sensual, sexual, which you can be sensual throughout the day, but should be physical foreplay to literally get her body lubed up. Listen to the episode on pleasure mapping. I think that one would be helpful for you. And I think that you take it slow, slow as you want, as slow as she needs. You'll be able to read her body language. And I think just being fucking thoughtful to get her warmed up, to make out with her, make out with her, make out with her. I guarantee you that one is a is a win. It's a win for her. She's going to be like, oh, because I feel like that can get pushed under the rug sometimes. Fingering her feels good. If you know where her G-spot is, don't be so aggressive on the clit. I know you're excited. Release on the pressure a little bit. Don't be too tender. Don't be too intense right in the middle. Don't fuck this up. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're like, Jordan, I know how to fuck my wife. I'm just trying to get her to let me fuck her. (laughs) Foreplay during the day means checking in. To me, check in, call, hello. People are like, that's not foreplay to my wife. She just expects that of me. (laughs) I'm turned on by a check-in call. No, just kidding. But being thoughtful, more thoughtful than you normally are. So if check-in calls aren't your thing, you need to start making check-in calls a thing. You need to start showing you give a fuck being emotionally available. You got to let the text flow both ways and make it erotic. Tell her what you want to do to her later. Tell her what you're thinking about and you have to stop because you don't want to walk around with a boner all day at work. But really. And then when you get home, instead of being like, what's for dinner, bitch? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Instead of being anything like that, maybe offer to help set the table or, you know, thank her for dinner or say, you want to go grab dinner, babe? Maybe you text that. Let's go grab dinner. Fuck these kids. Just kidding. And then you're going to have a great night because she's in a good mood. You've been flirty. She's relaxed. Have a beautiful fuck fest. See, I just played that tape through. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to you. I know you have it in you. If you wrote the question, I know you have it in you. I know you mentioned in your question, you don't want things to get routine, that you go at it certain ways and you want to break that routine up. So do that. I don't know the way you're approaching it. I think that's totally typical. You've been in a relationship for a long time. She knows when you're going in for the kill. You don't have to fuck yourself in the head and make it some big deal thing like, oh man, I must be so fucking boring. The sex can be good and mix it up and you do different shit. And with that, I think being present in the moment to allow the sexual tension to build up and you not being all anxious about what you're going to do next. And then having conversations before or after moments like these about the other person's fantasies, desires, what they're into, what turns them on, what do they like that you do to each other. I think being very expressive, talking during sex. I know some people, some dudes are are like, I hate when a woman talks in bed. He could not date me. Because I think that there is a place for it. Obviously, you don't want to be having a conversation unless you're navigating anal, and then I encourage, and then I encourage a conversation. But sometimes being very expressive, whether it's your sound effects or guiding with your words, can lead to bomb ass sex. So don't keep it to yourself. 
I think getting vulnerable in the moment could lead to some inspiration. Best of luck. Okay, question number three. This one like blew my fucking mind and that's probably what I did. And I was like, I better be, I better be coming like this when I'm 62. Okay. I'm a 62 year old widow rediscovering my sexuality. And I love your podcast. (sighs) Biggest compliment ever. Thank you. It has brought back some beautiful memories as well as educating me on a lot of stuff. My question, I'm seeing a great guy who is 14 years younger than me. The sex is amazing and he loves it when I get going. My question is, how can I let him know when I'm having an orgasm? I always have several with him, but he is not sure when they're happening. My orgasms last several minutes sometimes. So I just don't want to keep saying I'm coming, I'm coming over and over. Thank you so much. Well, is this question even real? Because I'm just like, holy shit balls. Second, thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm flattered. Third, uh, minutes, bitch, you're coming like a pig. And by like, I mean that not in a rude way. Like I think pigs have really long orgasms and minutes, damn, several minutes. Is that five to seven minutes? Isn't several mean five to seven minutes? No way. No fucking way. Okay. Anywho. Anyhow, go girl, get yours. And I think that if you were screaming, I'm coming, he would fucking love that shit and be like, damn, I'm a king. But I know you can't say I'm coming for five to seven minutes, even three to five minutes. That's a long time to be saying two words over and over. So, you know, your best bet, I think, is just to fucking tell him, just to say, hey, I don't know why you can't sense that I'm having an orgasm. That's a little confusing. How are you? You need to give some indication that you are climaxing. Let him know that you're coming and then tell him that they usually last for a while. So I feel like, you know, you might want to get that sexual energy communication flow going. If any of that, I think I just made up that term. But I would want to be intimate with someone who I could jive with and they would know when I'm nearing climax. But yes, I know men can be, you know, just, I have come before and my husband's been like, you came? And I'm like, is that like, uh, are you being sarcastic? Are you being, I don't know if he's lying or not. I don't know if he's, if he's just... What does that mean? Is that an, does he want an ego stroke or guys look, yes, daddy, you made me come so fucking, what, what is that? In regards to this question, I think, listener, you should just communicate this and your problem is solved. Okay, last question and then onward, onward and onward. How do I overcome having an enlarged clitoris from TRT? I'm 35 years old, and before my sex drive was basically zero. TRT helped me a ton, but for whatever reason, my body has negative side effects on a very small monitored amount. My husband reassures me he loves it, but it makes me feel insecure in the bedroom looking at it. When we were married, it was a normal size. Four years later, it's much larger. Been together for six years and married for four. There's definitely way more sensation, and sex feels so much better, but comparing myself to porn stars with tiny, pretty, clits really bothers me. I can't help to think what if our marriage fails later on in life and I'm stuck with the embarrassment to show another man. Hilarious. I didn't see how the end was going to end like that. It's not hilarious about your clit. It was hilarious that you ended the question with like, if you need to fuck someone else with it. (laughs) Are you having trouble in paradise? Because I can't help but think you're like, well, if this guy is out, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure. So I actually did some research on what on your question because I didn't want to just like, just give you the sappy answer that I'm gonna give you and like hype girl you and tell you you're hot and that literally I guarantee you he doesn't give two fucking fucks and that a man will love they just love sex. It's like pizza and like sometimes it's not the best pizza in the whole wide world, but like it's fucking pizza and they like pizza. So they're not just dating your clit. They're dating you and then your pussy's a part of that package. So and in this case, you're married. He's married to you and I'm sure he would rather the you be sexy and vivacious and confident in the bedroom, which this is impacting but 
versus you with no sex drive in your tiny clit. I bet he would rather have a horny big clit. Now, fuck what he wants and fuck what the other guys want. I think it should be about what you want and you feeling good and confident in your own skin. So it shouldn't be about, even though I know it is, like I get it, I get it, but I'm telling you it shouldn't be for a future boyfriend or your husband. I I could see why that could be a motivating factor, but I do think it should be just you about you feeling good in your own skin. And there is surgery. You could get a vaginal rejuvenation where they do the whole enchilada inside, outside, tighten that bad boy up. You could do just the clit, which is called a clitoroplasty. So it is to actually treat what you have, which is called clitoromegaly. (laughs) I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but that is the actual term for having an enlarged clit due to hormone treatment, exactly what you're experiencing. And there also was non-surgical treatments where it said your healthcare provider could prescribe medications or give you over-the-counter recommend, over-the-counter creams for an enlarged clit, cortisone creams that could help with inflammation or that contain estrogen and that could help your symptoms. So I feel like it would be worth like finding, talking to a doctor, say, hey, this makes me feel self-conscious. Is there anything we can do for the aesthetics? Especially the latter option, the one I just gave you about topical creams and prescriptions, seems pretty affordable and minimal sacrifice. It's just trying something. Surgery obviously would cost you, I would assume, three to five grand for a clitoroplasty. I don't know. Don't quote me. <laughs> don't quote me. But if it's something, I'm pro surgery if it's something you really, really, really want for yourself not for anybody else. And no one should shame you and you shouldn't feel bad about that and you should do whatever the fuck you want. But no, regardless, whatever you do, that you are beautiful, you are a bad bitch, he loves fucking you. This isn't determining anything, you're giving it power. So you can feed that and doesn't feel really good or you can accept it, you can actually start affirming yourself and say, I am beautiful. I love my clit. I know weird. I know weird, but you can brainwash yourself. You can. And I would definitely go to a doctor and ask about my options, your options, find them out worth exploring and stop, stop comparing yourself to pretty porn star pussies. Because guess what? The really, really pretty ones, if they've been porn stars for a long time, I'm not buying I'm not buying, I'm not buying, unless they're 18, I'm not buying that they haven't done any maintenance. Lots of celebrities, actresses, pop stars, singers, they get, you know, they maintain themselves, if not get work done. They have the access to the best lasers, the best microneedling, the best treatments, yada, yada, yada. And I know porn stars aren't going to the Oscars, but I guarantee you when your line of work is zoomed in on something. Have you ever watched The Housewives and you see them come back for their second season? There's always been a little tweaky tweak, a little tweak, because they saw themselves on camera for a whole season. I guarantee these porn stars, they make enough money to get the vagina that they would like. They do. And look them up from their amateur days to now, you will see it difference. That was just to kind of break the myth there, but I don't care whose pussy it is. I'm sure there are some stunning natural pussies, pussies that we all want. It's okay. It just look away. Your husband isn't shacking her up. I promise you he is not going to go meet up with her and get married to her or run away with her. Close the laptop. If you need to, don't watch her in videos anymore. If you're going to feel bad about your pussy after, don't do that to yourself. No bueno. Okay. Hope that helps. Love you and your vagina. Okay. So we're back here. We're back to the butts. Back to the back door. Back to the butt basics. Back to the ass series. Back to the Back to the butt series, part one of 100, 
Just kidding. We can do this like annually, just once a year. And then in that year, you can just come back to this. There's so many, there's a couple, there's probably like three other butt episodes in the archive, but we're at 133 now. So three butt episodes gets lost up in there. So I'm here to bring the butt back. Anal sex. Anal sex. Seems like it's a popular topic. Is it really an extremely popular sex act? I feel like it's it's talked about, even though we act like it's like taboo and not talked about. I feel like people talk about anal sex. Maybe I just have a really fucked up for you page. Probably. Maybe you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I have so many questions. Thank God you're talking about this because I don't know where, what you're looking at, where you're seeing. I do know I'm educated. There are like so many good courses on anal sex that taught me so, so much really in depth. And I don't know why like the diving deep jokes are just so funny to me when I talk about anal. But anyways, I will share with you personal experience of my favorite position, which I've like made reels about. I've mentioned it before and it always starts a conversation in my DMs of like, huh, tell me more. Wait, what? And I think the most comfortable position to have anal sex in is missionary. And I will tell you why. Because... Not only do I feel in control of how fast and like how it's going in because you just really want to get over the getting the first like two inches in, like the tip, like the like the first part, the head, the head of his dick in. You want to get the head of his dick in and once you get past the mushroom tip. <laughs> breath work, baby, breath work. That's when you breathe. And when you're in this missionary position, you're, I, I like my husband to be close enough to where my clit, I am right, like there is skin to skin with my pussy to his lower abdomen upper, whatever region it's touching, you know, in relation, just make, making sure that there's friction there. Now you could even put something in between you, like put in a, I have this sex toy that it goes inside my pussy and then it, it comes around and like cups onto my clit and has a suction, like a clit suction. Oh, chef's kiss, 10 out of 10. And having that in between, oh, so now I've got the friction. I've got something in my pussy. I've got so much stimulation in zones that feel so fucking good. And I know that they're going to, that feels good for you too. I'm not like saying like I rub under my armpit because I have like a wild erogenous zone there and you're all fucked. No, this is like your clit. We're going to be, you know, maximum friction action on your clit throw in something in your pussy while he is going in your dick on your back. You're comfortable. You've got your clit distracting you essentially. And then once you get in there and you take a couple of breaths, you're going to go, oh my God, this feels so fucking good. I'm so horny. I want to like sit down on his dick now. Like, yeah, this can happen. Women will tell you and attest to this experience. I am not alone. So that stimulation up front, it almost like is abandoned. Like, you know, if you're on all fours and, and your husband's fucking you or your man's fu or someone's fucking you and he's spanking you and it just nothing really hurts. Can anyone relate to that? I'm sure your uh, oxytocin is flowing and pain just doesn't feel the same as if you were cooking and he comes by and hits your ass really fucking hard. You're going to feel that a lot more and be like, ow, gosh, damn it. You know, it's different. And so that's the best analogy I can give you. Just try it out. Tell me how it goes. You're going to go, oh my fucking God. So get past the mushroom tip. And then I think you're going to be feeling so good up in the frontal region and you're comfortable. He can then go in at your pace and you're able to stop him easily. Like if it's going too much and you're starting to hurt and you don't like it, you're able to kind of like, you're right there, grab him, like stop. 
like slow down. Whereas on all fours, anal sex, you can feel a little vulnerable. Like he can ram his dick into my asshole and I'm just going to go forward and take it. A little different. A little different. So I think also laying down both on your side can be a good way. I vote having a hand up in the front. I still think that missionary trumps its superior. And then also being on top, facing him is great for controlling speed, depth, etc. If you really need to feel in control of the whole situation. But I still feel like you're not able to get maximum clit. But again, if you have a very involved partner, he can get his hands up in the equation there, be using a toy on you, a vibrator, etc. So I highly recommend those three positions for maximum comfort and just avoiding any like, oh my fucking God, I'm traumatized now. We cannot even revisit this topic for six months. I don't want that to happen to anybody. Also, another thing I don't want to happen to people, I don't want you to shit on your partner. Like, I don't want you to have that experience. But I will say, and it's worth mentioning, that if you're going to have anal sex, if you're going to be playing with someone's asshole, either asshole, okay, either asshole, whatever, poop might might somehow end up in the equation. And the guys that like anal sex will tell you that, you know, maybe a time or two when they have pulled out, there's been a little some some there. And a mature man, I'm sure, goes at goes to the bathroom and wipes him cleans himself up and doesn't let that kill the mood. Now I can see if you are taking it out and trying to do other things and it's like that wasn't the way you were like about to finish and then be done and then the poop kind of ruins the moment because it's poop. (laughs) You know, that's just not a fun moment and you want everyone to handle it like adults, but I know it doesn't feel good for the person whose poop it was. I'm saying poop a lot. I'm sorry. I don't know who has it worse in that situation. I don't. I feel bad for both parties in this situation. The first point that I glazed over really quickly, getting hyper-focused on the poop, was people getting enemas. And I, if you Google like tips for anal sex, a lot of people suggest like consider getting an enema. And to each their own. And I assure you there's a person out there that stands by that statement of getting an enema before anal. I do not stand by that statement and I and I have not had a bad poop experience having anal. I just know when I can and when I can't. And so and you can't force your body always. Like if I know that I need to go to the bathroom and I, I know that, hey, uh, I probably am not gonna have anal sex. When I know that I've just cleared my bowels and I don't need to use the restroom. I feel confident that that would be an okay experience. And I've even had a very uncomfortable conversation with my husband because we've talked about assholes and fingering, eating, anal, all that. And he's kind of like, you know, if you're agreeing to do that, and I agree with him, you got to be okay with like knowing that can happen. So ladies, I know you fuck yourself in the head and you're like, oh my God, it's the end of my life. I think a mature, like above the age of 25 man who's experienced in the bedroom, I'm not saying a 25 year old is, but any man that is experienced in the bedroom, I don't feel like should condemn you if a little funky, funky something happens. So just know the territory and have self-awareness. Make sure it's a good night. And some people don't give a fuck. Some people are like, yeah, there might be a poop in her chute and I'll just, I guess, push it deeper in there. I don't care. And that was really gross, but to each their own. And I know a lot, I get a lot of questions about, oh my gosh, the poop situation. I can't, that's what I can't get over. And if you can't get over that, if you and your partner are just so disgusted by poop, then I probably wouldn't play with assholes because that is what comes out of it. So, okay. 
enough nasty. Let's get to the pleasure. I totally said I was going to bring up hemorrhoids in the beginning, but I, that was for clickbait. That was just, (laughs) that was just to keep you around. Yeah, I guess, you know, something protruding, shoving into your asshole could cause you like an anal fissure or a hemorrhoid. And I think there's creams for that, uh, witch hazel pads and a doctor. I would seek a doctor. So, okay, let's go to the pleasure. No lie. The people that are doing it in the butt will tell you that an anal orgasm is one of the most intense orgasms you will ever have. And if you're doing it in that missionary position I told you about, when you are getting so worked up in the frontal and you have an orgasm with something in your butt, it's like a totally different orgasm. I'm just really hoping that no one I'm related to is listening to this right now because it just... That's what flashed in my mind was my family. (laughs) Not everybody gets to talk about anal sex for a living. They don't. They do not. If there was one thing I would say you had to have for anal sex, you already know. It's lube. It's fucking lube. Uber lube, duh. Lube. Lube. And I highly recommend, I'm not just saying this because I'm obsessed with Uber lube and they sponsor the show, but a silicone-based lube is going to be your best friend. I I dare you. I put you to the test. Go ahead and compare and try and tell me which one is sustainable, which one has longevity, because that is what you want. You do not want to have to be reapplying mid-insertion. You do not w- want them to go back out and go back in. Not all the way, anyways. And so your best bet is to have a good lube. So for me, it's two, three pumps of Uber Lube. If you want to go wild and just be like, we need to be slick and slick and ready, four pumps of the Uber Lube and put it on his dick and your asshole. And you're going to be good to go for the entirety. And I would not want to do without it. I get it. If you're a freak and you like him spitting on you, he can spit on your asshole. You're going to want something else there too for the long haul. So you don't get a hemorrhoid, okay? The anus is not self-lubricating, unlike the vagina. So with arousal, like your butthole isn't getting wetter. With arousal will come relaxation. So that's why I said breath work, deep breaths, as relaxed as possible is going to be the most enjoyable, pleasurable anal sex. Obviously, I don't want to say obviously, but it is to me, size can be an issue when it comes to this. So it kind of sucks for the guys that are super well endowed. Like I'm sure your wife loves you and her pussy is just like your BFF forever, A-E-A-E-A-E. And her asshole hates you. Her asshole doesn't want you fucking anywhere near there. So maybe you can just get to enjoy her asshole with your fingers Maybe have like a little anal plug game you play, but if she says no to that dick, but I can't help you. <laughs> I can't help you. Would you want a mold of your dick in your ass? Things to ask yourself. Speaking of asking, you should always be asking each other if it's okay to try this. This should never be like a, oops, I slipped it in the wrong hole. Like we are not that age anymore. Shut the fuck up. Asshole move. No, 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 no. That's how you're going to get her to say, I'm not letting you near there because you want to trust your partner. You do. Like this is a, I trust you to go at my pace. And I, I feel like I am talking to the people maybe curious about trying this for the first time, or maybe you've done it a few times and you just haven't found a comfortable way to do it. You want to see how it can be more pleasurable. If you feel like this is a no-go, I don't even know how to make this happen, maybe don't start with his dick. It could be a finger. If you're, hey, talking about, like, this isn't for me, this is for him. Like, I want to touch my husband's butthole, and you're worried about hygiene. You know they have finger condoms? Like, there's a lot of solutions to some of the things that maybe hold people back in this department. You've just got to, like, find out what's out there because there's a lot of shit out there. There's a lot of weird shit, a lot of cool shit, anal plugs with jewels, with tails, finger condoms, 
anal toys, like toys specifically made for your asshole, double penetration toys, anal plugs that have a little guide to work your way up, to stretch out your asshole, literally. Now, for anyone who's hearing that and you're like, you know what? A gaping asshole isn't something that I'm really interested in. Having anal sex with your husband occasionally, and I mean like you're not fucking in the ass two to three times a week. Maybe it's like a once a month. Maybe it's a once every couple months thing. That's not going to make you have a gaping asshole. So... Just FYI, some people are scared. I mean, maybe if you had like a monster train wreck of a dick, then I don't know what's going to happen. So (laughs) that's for you to not find out, hopefully. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention about lube is you don't want to use a numbing lube. You do not want that, those kind of chemicals on your butthole. There are some things that are not made for your asshole skin, and that is one of them. And The silicone reference, I mean, you can look up anything about anal sex and they will tell you silicone is the way to go. Unless you're using a silicone toy because then it can like uh, degrade your toy. So the more you know. Maybe you want to engage in ass play and anal sex isn't on the table or maybe something you're not interested in or one person doesn't feel comfortable with just diving in, but you don't want to miss out on ass play. Have you ever considered letting your partner eat your ass, ladies? I know maybe you can feel self-conscious about this, but I suggest getting over the hump. I felt extremely self-conscious of like, how could anybody want to do this to me? Like have a desire to do this. And I guess it's just a limiting belief of worthiness. And if you are present and you just feel what's going on, I I feel confident that you'll really enjoy. And then to also see someone be like your lover, be into you and just want to eat every part of you. They're so horny that they just want to bring you pleasure in every hole. That's nice. That's nice. It's a good man, Savannah. He's a good man. <laughs> so hot tip, men, if you really want to be, you know, a good guy, <laughs> And make it to heaven, then you need to eat ass. Thou shalt eat ass, First John 2, 7. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay, and my last tip is that at first you don't succeed. Try, try again. Try, try again. Go back to the brown star fish again. I think that shit happens, literally. <laughs> and that if maybe it doesn't work one time, don't get down and out discuss. Maybe you do some research on your own, see what it was about that. Communication is a biggie. So figure out how you want to word that to your partner or just have a heart to heart about anal sex. And as weird and uncomfortable as that may sound for you, if it's something you're actually curious about, which I know there are so many husbands that would be happy to have this uncomfortable conversation with you, promise cross my heart. And obviously, if you don't want to do this, I'm talking to the women. If you are like, I don't want to do this, and you're peer pressuring me, the horny housewife is peer pressuring me to put it in my butt. I am not. I am totally fucking not. Ask my husband. I am not the anal princess. That is not my nickname around here. So is it something that when I have, I can enjoy and climax? Yes. And I'm so thankful and grateful. So passing on the word. But I think it's worth trying because I went from a place of hating it. No fucking way. Get out. That didn't work. That failed. I tried really hard. I hated it or got through it to be able to bear it, hated it, to I do it I like it and I come from it. So that's worth sharing about, ladies. And men, I haven't forgot you're in the room. I haven't forgotten. But I had this conversation for y'all. So be grateful because a lot of y'all are in my DMs of like, my wife has given me a hard no on this. Can you inform them? Can you inform them that there can be pleasure from this? So I gave it a whirl. But if she's not down, she's not down. And move on and be grateful for all the other badass shit in your life. Don't be one of those people who 
focuses, like laser focuses and romanticize a life with the anal sex. That's, that's fucking stupid. Okay. Love you like a love song. I'll see you next week. Don't forget, if you want to submit a listener question, go to my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. You can submit a truly anonymous question there or go over to my Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast and DM me. I get some context, protect your anonymity per usual. If you like audio erotica, head on over to the Patreon. That's a place for you. Their link, that link will be in the episode notes. And yeah, I think that is about it. Oh, don't forget to subscribe. Duh, duh. I'll see you next Monday.